And it's week five. You are listening to The Mixer, and you're here with me. It's not week five at all, is it? <laughs> episode six. It's episode six, and it's it should be... week, about 24. Be... <laughs> well, that's a good start. Uh, welcome, anyway. Yeah. Thanks, for, thanks for joining us. That is not the only mistake I'm going to make today, because I've pre-recorded a segment that also contains a mistake, and oh, we'll talk about that. Wait. <laughs> we'll talk Rick, about that later. Rick on the road, match reports. <laughs> believe it, believe it or not, it's a match report, and I made a mistake. Sure, what can we do? So let, let's go fresh again. This is week number six. This is episode six, even, and it should be it should be episode seven. But make make had a flu yeah, last week. What can we do? I'll be sick sometime soon. I'd say. But until then, I'm gonna gloat. So we have our coffees here. They're not in apple green mugs. He's rocking the frank and honest mug yes. that he bought. My apple green mug is actually in the dishwasher and I've got the Nespresso in a nice Ikea mug. Yeah, um, I feel like I was mugged off. Excuse the pun. Jeez, that was good actually. Which, 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 which what With mug? the frank and honest. Um, so basically they said, oh boy, this is for a fiver and you get 20 cent off your coffee every time you get. Um, so it turns out as soon as they did that promotion um, they upped their prices by 20 cents <laughs> look that's marketing what can you do um, so we had a big a big shock in the FAI this week with John Delaney stepping down from his role to a new role that he created for himself there was there was big talk and you know thank god that he done it this week because that means we don't have to talk about that Gibraltar game which oh was absolutely horrendous I, I had fell I, asleep and woke up about an hour in, and I was like, "How was this only one nil? What have I missed?" I went to a cooking course that you might see it on Twitter on Saturday morning, and I made dumplings, and I gave myself a bit of food poison, and I was in a rag for the whole game, <clears throat> and you know, it almost added to the experience. The game was that bad. <laughs> you gave yourself food poison. Oh, Jesus stop! Uh, do you know what? They probed it and everything. It was like a proper cooking course, and they probed the food with. With a thermometer and everything, and somehow I still managed to make myself Excellent. sick. Excellent. So fair play, Jack. <laughs> that's why I only make coffee when you come over because look, we've both got work in the morning. <laughs> it's not worth the risk. <laughs> um. So, where do you want to? Do you want to just get straight into the FAO stuff, or do you, do you have any? Uh, did we get an opening question this week? We had a question about boots. What boots. is your favorite boots of all time? Boring answer, but it's a couple Mondays. Adios. The five years I had them for in my last pair, it was just. I think a lot of people, the, a lot of a lot of the kids these days, don't look after their boots. Like I think most people just take their boots off and just throw them in the bag and don't see them again till training. You're looking at me as if to, yeah, that's exactly what I'm, I do. I'm looking, I'm looking at you to say, like, if you were to open the boot of that car, there would be a pair of boots, <laughs> not together, but somewhere mixed somewhere. up around the back of the car. I was always told by my old man, look after your boots, and the boots will look after you. Well, and here I am playing UCFL Division Two. So, <laughs> but you're doing well. <laughs> so, um, no, my favorite boots would be the Nike Total Ninety boots, the the red ones with the silver bits. Oh, and yeah, they were yeah, just yeah. they were my favorite. The Ronaldinho ones that came out, the Nike Tiempos, they were they're the ones I have at the moment. They're quality, very nice, very comfortable. Um, that was from Gary Shaw. He was he was very eager. I think he got that question in on Thursday. So, yeah. well, look. <laughs> And he was, he's the one 
remember I was saying there was fans fans looking forward to your report was just Gary just Gary he <laughs> plays for transport doesn't he yeah, yeah. that's really a club going places yeah oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway Cags are up the chair. Oh, we're flying absolutely <laughs> flying um, hope the quality's better for you this week now because last week we had a bit of a hiccup or a continuous hiccup for the full hour with Mick's mic and I don't know what the story was there but I spent a bit of bit of time working on today and I hope it improved we had 400 listens last week for a show with terrible audio that we didn't prepare for oh sorry that was the week before Last week we had 300. <laughs> we actually prepared for the one last week. We got less <laughs> listeners than the week before that we just threw in off the cuff. That went well. No, last week was the off the cuff one. Was it? Yeah. Right, Mick. Oh, I have a clue what I'm talking about. It was a long day. <laughs> you arrived late and everything. I was like, look, Mick's, Mick said he's going to be a little while. I'll open a beer. And this is about two o'clock. Oh, so. grief. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we, we had 284 listeners last week. Five, from, five Yanks, uh, two Jerry's. Um, one Spaniard, one soon to be Brexiteer, two and two Jerry's, yeah. I know a Jerry Morvey, it was a him. <laughs> <laughs> and one lad from Malta. Let's see if we can retain the Maltese listener next week. Um, we had a poll of the week. We asked what your favourite training gear was. We, oh, yeah. We put in Hummel, O'Neill's and Ballon, and Hummel won with 43%. Not surprised there. To be honest, no, no. Nah, seems to even when you're at training, a lot of lads seem to still have the home gear from previous clubs. They they tend to be shy to get rid of it. Um, I do like the way they always put in the humble socks. You know they're humble socks as opposed to just yeah. black socks. Or they all look very similar. Do you know what I mean? All well, they just have ones. arrows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's nice yeah, here. Not as much interact, interaction as it as, as we hope. Well, Balan Sport <laughs> liked well, a few of our uh, posts, but yeah, the, likes a, likes don't pay the bills. Lads, exactly. So. Not a hint of a discount in the DM, so uh, maybe their internet was down. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, we'll have to think of a poll for next week. I have a poll. Make oh, funny. Man. You should ask. Um, I'll just go through the results of this poll, and then I'm going to hit you with go next week's it. poll. So we have Hummel in first place with forty three percent. O'Neill's in second place with 24%, Ballon third place 19% and then others with 14% which was the likes of Joma, Jacko, Adidas, that kind of stuff. Adidas. But, I know one team in the UCFL that has Adidas I think it's beautiful obviously but it's not really... It's not it's, grassroots stuff. Is it? Nah. It's not rough enough. Nah. We nah. done. I, I like, I'm a fan of the Ballon gear. I do like the look of Hummel but I just, I don't know, I have a few Ballon things and I like them. Yeah, yeah, like they're grand, like they they literally do the job. My personal personal preferences O'Neill's. I think the O'Neill's gear is just kind of a just different standard. I think to uh, to the others. But sure, listen, we that's what the polls are for. And congratulations to Hummel. Send us a bit of gear, will you? <laughs> Mick said that in a Northside Dublin accent there. So just in case you're listening from the UK, Mick is asking to for you to send over maybe jumpers or socks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Jeez. <geez>. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Not a bit done. of gear. <laughs> um, the poll for next week is an interesting one. I think okay. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be one that's gonna divide people. Okay, go on. So this poll has two answers, and I'm gonna ask you listeners: Would you rather a United Ireland or Ireland to win the World Cup? Oh, now Jesus. think about that one. <laughs> And it can only happen once. You can't have Ireland win the World Cup and then we get the United Ireland. And you can't have the United Ireland and then Ireland to come back and win the World Cup. It's one or the other. A United Ireland or the World Cup. Right, so... Jesus. It's a tough one. 
Not for me. I'm trying to think of the point. What? Which 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 point would I enjoy? Which which would I enjoy more in the pub? Do you know what I mean? And I think I would enjoy more seeing Ireland win the World Cup. Oh, I would one hundred percent. I I would even change it from Northern Ireland to West England. They can have it, and we'll <laughs> have the World Cup. Yeah. I could care less. Yeah, <laughs> we um, have some crack. There'll be no work for a week. Yeah, yes, I would rather see Ireland win the World Cup than to see United Ireland. Um, but we, we'll put that poll out there anyway, not to not to influence your votes, but I'm sure there's some people that are going to absolutely eat us for saying that. But look, I speak Irish. Do you speak Irish? If you don't speak Irish, don't have a go at me, pal. I want the World Cup. Good luck. Have a go at them in Irish then. Yeah, have a go at me in Irish. I listen then. <laughs> um, so that was all I, I had from... Spoke Irish. We should do it. We should have done it podcast as well do you speak Irish yeah I'm fluent <laughs> no way so am I <laughs> look we'll, we'll get back to that next week I'm not doing it off the cuff it was two weeks ago I'll get me phone you from upstairs and we'll, we'll bring it down yeah exactly yeah, yeah. we'll give it a go um, yeah so we had a big mix Eric up I was just talking about his ring there in Irish so, <laughs> so we had a big a big shock in the the FAI with John Delaney's excuse me while I just sick <laughs> John Delaney's resignation and I'm just going to sit back now I'll tell you what Mick has a rant prepared I know he does so what I'm going to do is I'm going to feed Mick with numbers and I'm going to let him go <clears throat> okay so yeah you're going to feed me with numbers Grant. so John Delaney he started in 2005 as CEO of the FAI yeah. he was on a salary of 450,000 <clears throat> a year from 2012 he took a pay cut to 360,000 fair play to from 2016 onward, he has been living in a house rented by the FAI, which he paid benefit and kind on, that was rented out for 3000 a month. And that's for two years. Now, I haven't included any any figures for 2019, so I'm just giving him 2019, whatever. He probably mm. earned about 100 grand there across the last three months. But sure, in total, John Delaney has cost the FAI in wages 5.67 million. Mm. And for his house over the last two years... Three years, sorry. 108,000. Now, let's put that in perspective. The League of Ireland first place winners as of 2016 got... Have a guess, Mick. I know the figure. Oh, you do? Yeah. €111,000. Second place, 55000 Third place, 35000 And it drops all the way down to 12th place of 17000 And there's John Delaney again three times, even after he took his pay cut three times what the winning League of Ireland team got yeah. for winning a full season of football. That's what a squad of many lads, 20 lads, say. Yeah. Managers, background staff. Wow. So, uh, I guess this all started last Saturday, 16th of March. Um, Mark Teig, uh, or Mark Teague from the Sunday Independent, or the Sunday Times, um, was taken to the High Court um, by John Delaney, the then chief executive of um, the FAI, to stop the Sunday Times from running a story that uh, John Delaney had provided a personal loan of 100000 to the FAI in 2017. Um, <clears throat> the first thing I thought of that is how much does it cost to try to get an injunction in the High Court. 
How much do you think it would cost? Have you, did you check that figure? I haven't a clue. It's in the region of forty to 50,000 euro. That's how much you didn't want this story coming out. Yes. So, the second thing that comes out then. So, obviously, so we know what happened and he's given the FAI a loan in... When was this? Sorry. It was the, April 2017. Okay. Um, and it was required uh, to aid cash flow. Now, there was no mention of this loan in their 2017 accounts when it took place and Delaney was repaid in full by the following June is what we're talking that's the communication from the statement last Saturday night also in that statement a note that Delaney's wages that he gets from his position in UEFA because he holds a position in the executive committee in UEFA just want people to kind of remember that because this is important to John the Baptist and his plan, okay. Um, he has a position in UEFA, and I think the salary it could be incorrect, it's around 100 grand, 180 grand in between that. Figure. I know it's a big scale there, but that's the, the two figures in my head, I'm not too sure. But he donates that to the FAO, isn't he? Very good, so uh, sure, he doesn't need it, Mick. <laughs> of course, so the state then. So basically, at this moment in time, we have an employee who's on enough money to be able to give his employer a loan of a hundred thousand. Stop! Just stop to think about that. If if your boss in work is telling everyone that the accounts are fine and you've made a profit of nearly fifty million, and yet. You, the employer, have to give your boss a loan of a hundred thousand. Like, there's so much wrong with that. So, Sport Ireland. So, Sport Ireland would be the people that give it the FAOE the grants, and you know, basically, they'd be the government's kind of um, representative, or you know. Uh, so they then sought urgent clarification on the loan from Delaney because the people who give the FAOE the grants were not aware. Unlike the, unlike the rest of us, they weren't aware that... Or sorry, like the rest of us, they weren't aware that um, Delaney had given his uh, employer, the FAI, a loan of €100,000 from his own wallet. He was uh, meant to meet the Erectus Committee in February. Uh, that was postponed uh, because of a clash with a UEFA event Delaney had to attend. And now has been rescheduled for April. The FAI released a statement to state that they would, uh, they have offered to bring this uh, meeting forward a week. So they're kind of just putting statements out now. I think they put out more statements than Ireland have scored goals in their last five games. Like what we, like we're talking seven or eight statements in the last week. So we're, a week today is when the story came out. Just I'm just reading here that the the bridge and loan occurred during his divorce proceedings. So is he trying to get rid of a hundred grand to get back in a year? So he's not fa- he's valued at a hundred thousand less. <sighs> That's. That's an accusation you can make. No, I'm not making accusations. I'm just reading what's here on extra, oh, okay. extra data. But um, that's that's not a it's not a bad financial move. Mm, uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't be I wouldn't know too much about that. Um, so the Oireachtas committee now is in April. So basically, he's going to sit in front of uh, I think it's ten politicians, and they'll ask him questions on regarding the FAI, the performance of the FAI. 
Which he, kind of just are Irish politicians. Yeah. Now, he's been to one recently and it was an absolute shambles. Well, you have 11 Muppets asking questions. What, what do you expect? It's an absolute disgrace, how, the format. You get 10... So, basically, you have 10 politicians. They all ask a question each. And he then... but So, you'll go. So, Eric Murray, TD, will ask a question. Michael Fay, TD, will ask a question. Jerry here will uh, ask a question. So all ten of us ask questions. Then he answers. So he can pick and choose anyway what kind of answer he's going to give. And then there's a set time as how long it takes and everything. It's an absolute shambles. And they're all fawning over him the last time. Oh, you're doing such a great job and blah, 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 blah. All this bollocks. So there's one. <laughs> so then we go forward into the, the game versus Gibraltar. He... All this, all these Twitter rumors are going around. Dan McDonald, the likes are saying, expecting a statement kind of this evening after the game. It then comes ahead that so the statement is a uh, one thousand eight hundred eighty three words. Okay, um, and it said states that he's stepping down as CEO, CEO, amid um, this new governance um, directive from an outsourced company that they've brought in, consultants that they've brought in to kind of overlook the way the FAI is shaped and they give their recommendations. So all of a sudden, because this has come out from the Sunday Times, in the middle of a game or just after a match, they've decided to release a statement that the most powerful man in Irish football for the last decade, more than a decade, is now just because of this consultant's recommendations, is moving uh, from CEO to a brand new um, role, which is executive vice president, a president created by the FAI, which there was no advertisement for the role. Uh, and the board, in the statement of states, the board unanimously voted John Delaney into this role. Okay, so all of a sudden now, so think about that now again for a second. They've we've had all this controversy during the week, but now all of a sudden, just after we've scraped past Gibraltar one 0 now they think that that's a good time on a Saturday evening to post out that you know what um, John Delaney isn't the CEO anymore. I'm sure, he's only uh, executive vice president now, but it does state in it um, that the CEO, the new CEO, the interim CEO. Um, and the executive vice president, president will work closely together. So everyone's like, we've all fallen for it. We've all fallen for it. He, he hasn't gone anywhere, folks. He's still there. Him and the board. The board has not been changed in nine fucking years. That's Are dope. we talking like, things get stale after three years, four years, six years. Nine years this board has been there. And these are the people that constantly, like John Delaney isn't on the board. People need to kind of realise that. John Delaney isn't allowed to be on the board. He was not allowed to be on the board as a CEO. CEO and executive vice president aren't allowed to be on the board. As previously it was just the CEO, but now it's the CEO and this new job that Delaney has. So people need to start looking, as well as John Delaney being an absolute sham, is looking at the board who are appointing him. Like, or not appointing him, but agreeing and voting in all his changes like he, he, when he when he changed his salary when his salary is deducted 
the board, he said that the board stated that they didn't want him to have a salary deduction because he worked so hard. This is this, These are the kind of people that we're dealing with. So until John Delaney's gone, yes, but until the board is completely refreshed, this is just going to keep going and going and going and going. And then we today's story, which I think the timing of yesterday's statement is aimed at. So you have today's story with the house that he was rented. So the FAI are paying for his are paying his rent in his house in Wicklow that he's living in. You think for that kind of salary you could pay your own bloody rent? How he's, ludicrous is that? So, and then it all then they so after today's story they released another fucking statement that says, "Oh, uh, by the way, um, he's now executive vice president. Just to let you know he's he's taking a significant salary deduction." What's a significant salary deduction? If he takes 25% salary deduction, he's still on €270,000 a year. Yeah, with a lot less to do, I'd imagine. Like, his job now is is, is, is towards UEFA and FIFA dealings, all dealings with the stadium, and working closely with the CEO, whatever that means. Um in the past 10 years, the FAI have got 50 million from state funding. State funding is your tax. You, the listener, the person that's paying your tax. 50 million of our money has gone towards the FAI in the past 10 years. That's what's helping pay for this man's rent or helping pay for this man's salary. This the, the, People need to get angry about this. This is just... Uh, isn't it? like it, The international break comes around and... The football is... Nobody's talking about the football, ever. When was the last time... Like When I was under O'Neill, it was like... We're talking about Keane and WhatsApp leaks and... All that's shy. And now... Now, finally... I think it's it's okay that we're talking about this. But... We need to, we need to start... Ma- making protests with our feet here. People need to stop going to matches. Or if you're going to matches... Make your voice heard about this. We need change. Things need to change. Like you're talking, League of Ireland winners get a hundred and ten thousand euro or hundred eleven thousand euro. Like it's nineteen thousand euro to enter the League of Ireland, and you're saying bottom gets seventeen thousand for finishing bottom. It's, you owe us two grand if you want to play next year. Why would you want to have a team in the League of Ireland? Like, like seriously, where is where's the bar? If that's the bar. That's what you're aiming to be in as a club is the top of the league of Ireland. That's an awful bar. Yeah, we can we can if we win this league, we're gonna pull in a third of John Delaney's salary. Yeah, well, like, it's a joke. Like during all this, as well as as during all this, you've got the FAI were laying off staff. They were cutting wages by five percent. Then so they cut wages by five percent to staff. Then they cut it by ten percent. You've League of Ireland clubs going bust. You've women club, women, the women international team, having to force themselves to say, "Listen, we're going on strike here because we can't get a fucking tracksuit." And your man there is going three hundred and sixty grand, and the board are telling me not to take a pay cut from four hundred and forty thousand. Are you winding me up? Like this is this is these are the people in charge of our football. And he goes, oh, "Sure, we got five million from you, Wafer, for for the Thierry on Rehan Ball, and that was that was great, wasn't it?" We. You did the figures earlier on. Like he's taken five million from us. Is it's in the five point six seven? 
It's I only watching numbers. Sligo who went last year, I think they went eight weeks without a home game. Home games basically are the income. It, 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 League of Ireland clubs are run on gate receipts. Yeah, That's well, they're, they're, not, they're not run on prize money anyway, Mick. No, it, it, it's run on gate receipts. And then if the FAI not giving Sligo a home game for eight weeks, eight weeks they're waiting for oh, income. These The players need to be paid. It's shocking. Like, with, with them figures, I think genuinely the, the likes of food stalls at a game come into actual serious making money for the, the club. Like it's, of course, I go to Shelburne. If I'm going to Talca Park, I won't go to the chipper. I'll go to the club shop because I'm not. I, I don't know how it works. I imagine that the club shop gets it goes to the club. I won't go. So you've a you've a stall there, which is the two girls, and they've a bar of chocolates and crisps and tea there. Or you've the chipper, where you've the chipper and it sells all the tea etc. As well, I'll go to the women on the stalls because I know that's what the club need. This is this is. We need. We're better. We deserve better. The people. The, the the people running the football in this country are not doing us any justice. I had uh, Anne Marie uh, Anne Marie McNally, a former chairperson of the AOL, and uh, she tweeted um, yesterday. I believe it was. I was chairperson of an AOL club for years. I worked with the Leinster squad for a few seasons. I've watched clubs scrimp, save, fundraise just to put jerseys on kids and adults back. Unable to hire buses for away games. Game, uh, game hamstrung at grassroots. Hashtag Delaney Hashtag FAI. These, this is from a woman who, and you know yourself, running a club is expensive. And you've, uh, between the stripes, they're a League of Ireland um, so, um, podcast similar to us, but they focus solely on the League of Ireland. And they were saying, put out a tweet earlier on, of the extent of, it cost them about three grand, and that's a reserve estimate, that is what they said, a year to run their social media. They do YouTube, everything like that. They do commentary games, they do YouTube, they do obviously the podcast for zero profit. These are the people that need to be running. Yeah, people that actually love football, that they want to be there, that want to be involved. Want to, like Football is a great thing. It's, it's great to get people out, get people involved. Like... It's just, it's nice to see people happy, people enjoying what they're doing. It's good for your mental health to get out and get trained and be part of a club, be part of something. It, you need people that love football, love the game, love everything about it, running football from the top. There's no way, like, imagine the amount of people out there that would do that job in the FAI for minimum wage, that would do it just to get by and to love the job and love to be creating something big. Yeah. And he's just sitting there. Now, he did take his drop in wages, but come on, like that's that's because he has two incomes. Yeah, he's donating it's, one. Imagine having two. Imagine like, how can you have? I just I can't. I, I'm baffled. Sorry, I'm falling through these sentences. But they, they made a profit of forty nine million. Why did they need? Why did they need a donation? We're we're thirty million and we're thirty million in debt because of the stadium that was that he marketed fucking awfully. Where he's saying, "Oh, buy a buy a ten year season ticket." Mate, I wouldn't buy a ten game season ticket. We're absolutely deplorable. I, I honestly could you could not pay me. Well you could pay me, I'm not gonna lie, you could pay me to go into the Aviva and watch a game. But there's no way I would like if I was sitting in the pub watching about to watch an Ireland game and someone said, Oh, here's a ticket for the match, do you wanna go in? I'd be I'd knock Panama here like cozy. 
And but there's no, there's no, there's no. This man wants to be president of UEFA. This is what I was saying earlier on. The UEFA thing is important. So to be able to run for that, okay, UEFA. UEFA I don't like where you're going here, Mick. So John Delaney's on the UEFA committee, okay. Um, the elections are coming up in a couple of years, which he's going to run for. To be on the committee at UEFA, you need to be, at the very least, a vice president of your association. So, which conveniently, they've just got a new vice president. And it's Mr. John the Baptist Delaney. That's actually, that's worked out very well for him, actually, hasn't it? It's It's like he fell into it. Exactly. So, this is where we're at, folks. Um, The FAI board needs to be cleaned out. They do not change. They have a governance, um, as as the statement says, they have, they have a consultancy um, in with them at the moment, independent consultants telling them what needs to be changed. Uh, they're due to communicate that with the Oireachtas. John Delaney is going to be in front of the Oireachtas committee. Thankfully, we have politicians taking note now. Uh, Leo Varadkar, who I disagree with him on pretty much 90% of his policies, he questioned why the FAI a company or a, a body like the FAI could not just go to a bank for a loan rather than to I just I can't understand how if you, if you make that much profit that you don't even you have a hundred thousand cash flow issue how and uh, it just I don't understand I'm not I'm not an accountant I don't have a clue but it's just the numbers don't make sense to me yeah uh, it, it doesn't it as, a start, as I said at the start of this thing, an employee giving an employer a loan, something stinks. 100%. I wouldn't work for someone if I have to lend him money. Because yeah. that doesn't make sense on any level. It's, it's shambolic that he makes so much money that he can give one of his salaries away. But sure, that's just keeping the FAI sweet. So, do you know what? He's... Given his salary, given one of his salaries to the FAI, he's donating money to the FAI. He thinks he's above the whole FAI, better than everything else. Oh, genuine- That's what that screams to me. I think he thinks that he is the fucking be, on, be all and end all. I genuinely thought he was going to come out and go, yeah, I gave them a, a loan of 100 grand. I was, I'm a football man. I, of course, I want football to do wellness. I saved the day. I came in. There was cash flow issues and I saved the day. That's what he's done previously. He's he's tried to justify these things like giving League of Ireland clubs five grand five five grand for a five year plan, five grand for a five year plan for for the Premier Division club like it just just and that was a couple of seasons ago when St Pat's turned it down and a couple of other clubs turned it down so listen it just needs a massive shake up hopefully this is the start of it. Um, Actually, I was at a. I met John Delaney last year at the the, the awards, the UCFL awards. Did you? Yeah, and I got a photo with his wife. <laughs> Didn't get a photo with him though. Uh, there was a shorter queue for his wife, I so, so I said, "Look, I wasn't bothered queuing up." Got a picture with his wife, and then I went to the bar. And there's a great UCFL on there, Noel Fitzroy. I sincerely hope his job wasn't lost in all of this, because I know he he was something vice president of something. So, um, but there are some great football men in across all these. Yeah. These leagues. Why aren't people like that running these positions? Like, 
the lads in the UCFL, the LSL, look at the AUL website. That is, the, uh, sorry, but the AUL website is unbelievable, Mick. I was on it again today. We absolutely love it. <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. Whoever does that AUL website, keep it up. It's cracking. Like, it's people like that that actually, they care about football. Yeah. Like, they've got all the goal scorers, everything on it. They actually genuinely really, really care about football. They give a bollocks. Yeah. That's what you need. That's it. Um, right, I think we've. Yeah, no, that's that's. Is that your rant over? Because I'm John Delaney's a prick, and we're moving on from there. <laughs> what can we do? Um, what can we do? It's not. It's not. We didn't make him a prick. That's his fault. We're just calling him out. Mick shaking his head, hitting head now, like like he hasn't been saying it the last ten minutes without actually calling it as it is. <laughs> I call it as it is, as I do. There's a there's a song that Shelburne fans used to sing, and we. You just get fined for all the time, so you can Twitter, search that on Twitter, and you'll see what it was. Um, so um, just just before we move into the next part, um, by the way, where I'm trying to get accreditation, credit. Oh, I still can't say. I was trying to get us into the. I'm emailing the FAI at the moment, going any chance we can, you know, cover the FAI Intermediate Junior Cup. Like, uh, I sincerely hope you don't listen to this. I'm gonna be honest with you, Mick. John Delaney is not listening to this podcast. <laughs> And do you know what? We're not the only people who said that. Yeah. Look, it is It is what it is. We don't hate the FAI. We just aren't a fan of how it's run at the moment. Yeah. Um, again, without the FAI, we wouldn't have a lot of football. So, yeah, look, we don't have a lot of football. You've seen the Gibraltar game. But that's a different story altogether. Absolutely. Anyway, we're, we're a good bit in. We're about 35 minutes in. Jesus. So that was a long rant. But um, um, just follow us on our, our Twitter, at Mixer Podcast. We have an Instagram at... What's the, what's the Twitter, Mick? The Twitter is at Mixer Podcast. At Mixer Podcast. The Instagram is The Mixer Podcast. And we have brand new up and running this week. Uh, I think you might, ha- you might have heard it before. Facebook? Yeah, we have a Facebook yeah. page now. So, so uh, that was set up for the... Um, to target the the older people that wouldn't have maybe Twitter. Now, in fairness, I only started on Twitter there, my own personal account there, like three weeks ago. So I've got nineteen followers now. I'm flying. What's your handler? It's handle? it's it at, at Naughty Badger. It's uh, I can see. I yeah. can see why. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. It, it is what it is. <laughs> um. So yeah, give us a follow. Will you give us them five stars and rate the episode because it helps us get up the tables and it looks good and it makes me feel good about myself. I don't know what make, but I, I enjoy seeing it up the tables. Do you? Yes. Yeah, and get involved. Have a, send us a message, wind us up, call, tell us we're shy, whatever. It's it's all about the interaction at the end of the day. Once you're having fun, we're having fun, and we're going to move into the the football stuff now. The actual, yeah. the real football stuff. So, uh, remember, I was giving out about the draw of the biggest competition in the country that wasn't visible to anyone. Uh, the FAI Intermediate Cup. You're not going to turn around and tell me it was actually live stream now after all that, are you? No. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Semi-finals took place this weekend. Um, shout out to Striker Online who had the highlights up of Cronin versus Maynooth pretty much an hour after the game. And what a game. The uh, quality of that video was absolutely unbelievable, by the way. Brilliant. And they now have a website, strikeronline.com. Uh, <sighs> so uh, it's in the very early stages, but uh, check it out. Uh, they're, listen, they're, what we would like to be at some some day in our yeah they are what we aspire to be yeah and we I, w- I wouldn't consider them competition we do different we do we Jesus. do diff- we do different things yeah yeah, yeah we've absolutely. we've no bother promoting striker online because what they do for football is fantastic listen we wouldn't get <laughs> any of the information that we use without them so a uh, big shout out to them so we had last year's winners of the FAA Intermediate Cup hosting 
Um, the undefeated so far this season, Crumley United, top of Leinster Senior League, Senior Division. So a Mount Watering tie. Um, and it was an absolute cracker. Uh, Maynooth was 7-1. to one. Remember last week we were talking about 7-1 to one to win the Cup? To win the whole competition, 7-1. to one. Yeah, that would have been a bad bet now, it turns out. Mm. Uh, so if you had to put a tenner on them, it means you would have lost a tenner. Uh, so a last minute goal from Jake Conley continued a uh, pretty incredible season so far for Brumland an excellent game uh, Maynute opened the scoring with a lovely finish by Daniel Burke who was on the end of uh, a very good cross from Gary Daly yeah did you see the defence wasn't great there for that cross mm, the, um, no. it looked like there, uh, it was a throw in yeah. uh, true short nobody came to mark the throw taker passed back to him loads of space to cross it Defender cops cut sleeping back post. He jumps in and puts a bottom corner. Great goal. Five minutes in. Very early. Very early. Crumlin still haven't woken up at that stage. So, Um, and then to get back into it, probably the best goal I've seen so far this season. I would say it was. It was a peach, wasn't it? It was just lovely. So good. Um, So you'd say one of the goals of seasons uh, got Crumlin back into it. Sort of half volley. It was on the bounce. From the right corner of the box, just inside the box, found the top corner of the opposite side. Now, I have that in my notes, but we, me and Eric were speaking beforehand. I have my notes. It looked like they hit the crossbar. It did hit the crossbar. 100% grand. Oh, yeah. Well, I watched that video a fair few times, yeah, yeah, and it, it definitely hit that crossbar. It, it was screaming. beautiful. If yeah. you want to get back into a game, that's the kind of goal yeah. that's getting you back into a game. Absolutely. A worldly. Uh, really, really good goal. Um, so it was... 15 minutes to go and Maynooth went 2-1 up and you're thinking 15 minutes they're going to see this out do you know what I mean they won it last year they're going back to the final uh, Connor yeah. Foley put them 2-1 up they had a possible penalty shout just before that and I think look at the video it might have been a penalty think so? it was like a shoulder just in the back I don't think it was shoulder to shoulder I think I think it was bad it was definitely a penalty shout they didn't get it but they it was, got the goal it was a shout yeah, I, I don't know I would have given it that's why I'm not a ref I suppose um, so but listen Crumlin kept playing they're 2-1 down in 15 minutes never say the attitude never panicked played their football and it was Craig Walsh who got the equaliser I mean, the, the big thing I took from the equaliser was the celebration as in the lack of just everyone straight it was just beckoning everyone back to the yeah. centre circle we're not we're going to win this now Let's, we've plenty of time to get a winner um, and it came in the last minute or so when do you know what I noticed about, his, about the goal it was Donnelly's movement, his anticipation. So there's a there's the video on the video on striker is from a, a different angle to when I originally saw it. So we'll tweet out the the, the movement uh, or the the video as to when we originally saw it. It's from the opposite side as to where a striker had their uh, camera, but you can just see Donnelly constantly moving and anticipating where the ball is going to be. And just absolutely spectacular volley. Uh, and they're into the final for the first time since 2016 what a way to win a game so that, that came in from the the ball was swung in from the corner corner yeah it was headed back across the face of goal and it was like a bicycle kick type oh, yeah. volley and it was beautiful absolutely what beautiful. a way to win a game and what a season they're having like it's just, I, they're in every they haven't lost a game all year like, I should have so. went out to Minute to see that game no not, not the I did go out to Cherry Orchard but the Minute game took part took took part at the same time took place at the same took time took place at the same time sorry the um the Sardis is in the other room. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so I probably could have went out to that one. It was just um, probably a better view at the Cherry Orchard game because oh, say so. it was all the fans had to stand outside the cage there in Minute. So yeah, it's pain It's not ideal. Um, also, you kind of knew that there was going to be a lot of coverage about 
this game about the semi final was the biggest game of the year. Uh, there was a bit of a bit of gripe on our Twitter feed. Uh, I put out a tweet saying how good it was seeing all the like Friday night was just unbelievable on Twitter timeline. It was just AUL, LSL, brilliant updates from everyone. And uh, when someone came back to me and goes, "Actually, are you joking?" Um, biggest game of the season and barely any updates about it. And I was, I said, "Listen, you can't." One like it's it's like you said it's the biggest game of the season so whoever does the Twitter or he's not he's watching the match do you know what I mean like it's very it, hard to tweet and watch a game it's 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 difficult like having covered a team for a season as as a air quotes journalist um you're turning around to people in the press box going who scored that do you know what I mean like because you're typing as you're as you're watching so. Um, listen fair play to any club that's able to provide minute by minute coverage but it's these are amateur boys and one of the tweets back to him was we're just busy winning trophies over here <laughs> what can they really. do look yeah, this so, what it is and fair play to them what a comeback what a win yeah so um, the other semi-final took place today and we had uh, a reporter at it and they were very kind to send me a report on it um, so just go through a bit of the details on it uh, so Avondale against Rockmount. Uh, Avondale started the Broider, uh, but about 15 minutes into the game, a lofted ball into the Rockmount box. Needless enough cross. Uh, you'd expect the uh, Rockmount keeper, Brendan O'Connell, just to come out and collect it. But he was outjumped by a League of Ireland veteran, Mark O'Sullivan, former Cork City striker. Um, put them 1-0 up, just nodded into the net. Really bad goalkeeping error. Uh, Avondale were on top. Rockmount had just the one chance on the break through a former Cove Ramblers and Cabin TV player Evan Galvin, but um, it came to nothing. Just in half time though, uh, Ken Howie, he's a centre back for Rockmount, is just about to head the ball away when the striker for Avondale, Josh O'Shea, uh, pushed him into the hoardings and was booked. Uh, in the second half, then, there wasn't much football being played. Avondale could have sat back playing on the break. Rockmount had a bit more of the ball, but they never really using it. Just uh, from the port, it wasn't a great game. Not much football being played. Around 65 minutes, uh, Josh O'Shea, he was closing down the right full for um, Rockmount, who's clearing the ball and just sent him for the shops. Uh, caught the defender and second yellow was given. So he's out of the final. So that means he misses the final as well as potentially Marco Sullivan, who I think was taken off um, with an injury. But listen, he might be back in time, so that'd be himself. As well as that, though, they potentially would be missing their captain, who was missing today. He's their centre half, right? Mark Horgan. He was sent off after the quarterfinal, the last day. Uh, he had said something to the referee after full time and was given a second yellow. Or a straight red, I'm not too sure. Uh, sorry, it was a straight red. So he could be missing. So they could be missing three key players their centre half and captain, their striker, Josh O'Shea, and Mark O'Sullivan. Um, so the decision has to be made during the week um, it's um, Mark Horgan he has to come up to Dublin and have a hearing is it one game he's going to be missing or three games so if it's three games he's goosed uh, he'll miss the final so Rockman pressed never really looked like scoring and in the 90th minute Avondale broke through their right back Danny O'Connell it was a lovely finish so Avondale are the most successful team in this, this competition so sets up an absolutely brilliant final between themselves and Crumlin. It has the potential to be an absolute worldy. Um, so I actually cannot wait for that game. It should be a, a cracker. So you've 
Monster Senior League versus Leinster Senior League. You've a team who's the most successful team in the FAI Intermediate versus a team that hasn't been to a final since 2016. So, should be a cracker. I cannot wait for it. I sincerely hope I'm playing a final on the same day and I miss it. But if not, we'll be there to cover it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Crack down um, pages there in the background. So, that was pretty much that. Well, there was no other, obviously. Um, the only thing I took note of was the Leinster Senior Cup game uh, during the week up the road from us was between Freehouse Clover and Sheriff. And Sheriff beat them. That's, um, that's not surprising. No. Shout out for a quality, quality side. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much. I think we're going to go now move into the the Holy Grail, the United Churches Football League. Ah, oh, do we have <laughs> a very exciting couple of weeks coming up in the UCFL. I am excited. I am you know, yeah, a bit excited myself. <laughs> we've, we've got a cracking weekend in the UCFL. Coming up, and do you know where I am? Do you know where I am this Saturday when there's like there's a cracker going on in the VEC grounds at twelve thirty between Kulak and VEC. That's going to go a long way to deciding the Premier. And I'm in Rome. Now, don't feel too bad for me. I'm going to enjoy that. But, <laughs> Rome um, is the business. I yeah, I'm looking forward to that. But I'll miss that game. So, but Mick will be there because we have a game on at the same time. He's a good boy. Yeah, we hear the dog. He's just woken up there now. He was sleeping nicely on the couch. You might have heard us. You might have heard him ruffling around there a bit so hopefully he stays put and he doesn't want to go out or anything he's okay you can hear him breathing there in the background anyway that's going to go on for the next couple of minutes it is what it is but yeah we've got a cracking lineup here in the UC ah there we go does he want to go out he does right I'm going to leave I'm going to let Mick take him out there he's going to start barking as well this is brilliant this is on air let's just keep rolling right so what we have this Saturday 12 o'clock 12.30 in the VEC grounds VEC are, pay- are playing Kulak so as the the Premier Division stands. Kulak have played 12 games on 27 points. VEC have a game in hand. Played 11 on 26 points. If VEC win, they will go ahead of Kulak and they'll still have that game in hand. Liberties have played 13 and they're on 27. So they're equal to the leaders Kulak at the moment. So it's going to be a huge game. And I'd, I'd love to be there. Um, the... Mick, Mick will be there. He'll be there at half twelve, and he's not even back yet. He's going to get the dog. He's going. How is he? He was all right. How was he? Look, not to worry. He'll be back, and now in a minute to come back in or something. Who knows? But yeah, so we have Kulak there the weekend playing VC in the VC grounds. It's going to yes. be a cracker. It's a huge game, and it's going to go a long way to deciding that title. The many times have you said that while I was gone? I've been <laughs> actually. I could have thought of this anyway, but just because you were gone, I felt a bit lost, like put on the spot. <laughs> so the the way I'd imagine the winners of that game would be probably. Winning the league. Ooh, controversial. It's, look, it is what it is. It's a huge game. If cool VEC win it, they're in a great position. Still have a game in hand. Cool luck, Liberties was meant to happen this weekend, but um, it never did. Uh, according to reports, Liberties asked for a postponement late in the day. So, don't know what happened there, but uh, that might not be true. Just what I was told from a very biased source. <laughs> We also have another game coming up on the... We can go back to the Premier in a minute. But the other fixture I've picked out is the 1st of April. And that's next Monday. And that is going to go a long way to deciding Division 3. Our favourite division. <laughs> well, it's actually my favourite division. It's, it's, it's cracking. I've been waiting for this fixture for a long time. Both teams are unbeaten. They have not played each other. And that's Tally United and Castle Celtic seconds. So Tally United are leading that league with played 16 games on 42 points. 
Castle Celtic at three games, uh, three games in hand. Three played thirteen. Oh, sorry, played thirteen. Yeah. Sixteen minus three. That's quick math. So they have three games in hand, and they've got thirty-seven points. So five points behind Tally United. That's going to be a great game. That is in Newland Cemetery at six fifteen. I had this somewhere. Yeah, no, six fifteen. Six fifteen on the first of April. That's going to be a great game as well. But. I'm sure you've got other stuff to talk about as well, Mick, but they're my pick of the fixtures for the weekend. They are going to be crackers. Yeah, so uh, we had yesterday uh, VCB Class 9 to move in with a point of Liberties and Kulak, which I'm sure you mentioned there while I was doing it. Uh, I didn't. No. Okay. Uh, they won 3-1 and uh, they're now on 26 points. So um, they're a point behind Liberties and Kulak. And they've two games in hand on Liberties, and they've a game in hand on Kulak. So that's a massive game next week. Um, Division one is also. I just want to touch on that. It's very tight. Um, also wanted to mention someone, a team that we haven't mentioned this uh, this season on our podcast is Aston Village. They're top of Division one, okay. And I understand we've kind of. We've kind of promoted. We've kind of mainly spoken about Drum Condra, but um, like they're still in touch uh, for the Challenge Cup. They were quarterfinals versus Drum Condra, uh, which that'll be a cracker. They're in as the village are also in the semi final of the Richard Knight Cup, and according to them, or according to the table, I should say, uh, still in shout with a in, a in with a shout for the league as well. Like they're looking for favors, but it's possible. Um, Drum Condra have three games in hand. Um, one of them is they still have to play each other Drumcondra and Aston Village uh, Drumcondra have to play Port Marnock and they have to play Shelbourne SSC FC who are also up there as well so s- still to play uh, a lot of banana skins there for Drumcondra so the league is still wide open we kind of I think we crowned Drumcondra champions there a couple of weeks ago but um, it's an absolutely well, let's go and look after this dogs um, yeah, so uh, next then we had, uh, I wanted to get into Division 3, which Eric already mentioned. So this weekend, Tala, unfortunately, were awarded a second walkover in consecutive weeks. Um, just kind of getting to that time of the year, aren't we? Um, there's a good boy. And Castle Celtic seconds won 6-2. So as we mentioned earlier on, there's five points between them. Castle will have three games in hand and they play each other next week. Um, the other they're the three tightest divisions you'd kind of say um, division two the team that are top need only four more points to win the league and um, is that correct hang on let me check me is that correct I've done, I done some maths today Mick. excuse me you're talking to a bloke who has a spreadsheet at home you have a spreadsheet do you <laughs> hang on let's have a gander here let's, let's double check that maths so you are wrong actually so you need to up your Excel game. So you're talking about this is Division Two, obviously. Yeah. yeah. So Albury FC with um, thirty-seven points. Mm-hmm. They need six more points. How do you make that? Swords Manor have a possible forty-two points to get. Okay. So let's talk facts here. Okay. They need two wins to win that league. Grant. Regardless, that that's it. That's mathematically done. The same. Jeez, there's only two points off. Give me a break. That's <laughs> not too bad. Um, we've got Division 3A as well. We've got Frankfurt leading that with 40 points. They had a good win the weekend there. I think they beat Ben Bulban 7 1. Yeah. And that was away to Ben Bulban. And Melrose in second place lost 
5-3 to mid Sutton Sportlink. That's so that league over. Well, Frankfurt need three more wins to seal it. Done deal. Yeah. And I'd imagine that's they're going to get it because they haven't lost all season. But that's why Mellor's winning all their games as well. Do you know what yeah, I mean? that's so. it. And they've got... Frankfurt have played two more games. So Melrose need to win all six games and Frankfurt need to... I'm not saying it can't be done, but... It's unlikely. <clears throat> it's unlikely. I'd be back in Frankfurt there. They're a good side. That's they're no solid. Surprise. <laughs> Uh, so yeah UCFL is getting into the business end and yeah looking forward to uh, hopefully jeez we might have or in our next podcast we might have we could potentially have someone crowned champions yes the, uh, that mad. is that is a possibility next weekend we could have our first in March yeah well saying that um, Albury have a game on Saturday and Monday so if they win both of them games that's the, that league done that's division 2 over um, other than that I don't think anybody can win it that soon no, that's exactly who he was talking about. Yeah, well, we'll put names to it. People don't know. <laughs> so that, that's how that's it at the moment. Um, uh, so uh, that's the UCFL done with. Uh, I then wanted to take you to the AUL, our favourite league, I think. Uh, well, presentation-wise and interaction-wise on Twitter, they're very kind to us. Give us a shout-out during the week and a lot of their clubs are very, very good with the interaction as well. Okay, so... Sunday Division 1. So that'd be the tour tier. So you'd have Sheriff and Usher, which would be uh, Premier A, then Premier B, then you have Sunday Division 1, which is the tour tier. Uh, Valley Park United from Fingles are top of the table there. And going into the weekend, they were uh, facing Dublin Celtic from Blanchardstown. Uh, this is first against third. And Valley Park United had played 12 on 27 points. And Dublin Celtic had played 13 on 20 points. So kind of... Dublin Celtic basically needed to win to kind of stop Valley Park from uh, or to stay in touch in the, with the um, in the title race. So Valley Park, you know, they're actually excellent on social media, on the, especially on the Instagram. Their their graphic design is absolutely excellent. I'm, I'm always big on that. So Valley Park, you know, won three one. They had two own goals. Unfortunately for Dublin Celtic and David Garrity scored uh, the third goal and absolutely worldly of a free kick. So they have three games left and they're six points clear of second place Darndale FC who have two games in hand. So another exciting race. So I just wanted to touch on that league as well just to kind of, it's very easy to go Premier A, Premier B and all that kind of stuff. So we're trying to reach as many leagues as we can. Uh, I often put out during on a Wednesday or Thursday say, listen, if I'm missing something, let me know. Um, did you have anything on the AUL? I didn't. Other than no. the website's unbelievable. Yeah. Keep it up, lads. It's correct. So, um, speaking of um, uh, having a look at the lower leagues and reaching out to people to let, let me know what the story is about the about leagues that we're missing out on and exciting title races, I have found the most exciting title race in the Dublin leagues. It is in the uh, Leinster Senior League Premier One Sunday. Let me talk you through this. So, uh, before the weekend, we had Ballyuster FC play 13 points, or play 13, uh, 32 points, and in second place was Edenderry Town, play 13, 32 points. Goal difference was only separated by one goal as well. So, um, this weekend, Ballyuster hosted Whitehall Rangers. Uh, Whitehall, middle of the table, <clears throat> excuse me, sorry, ninth out of 12 teams and they were on 12 points 
played 14. And Ballyuster came out on top today uh, and won 5-2. Uh, I had asked them on Facebook for their the names of the goal scorers, but unfortunately they never got back to me. Uh, but they did kindly enough to let me know what the score was. So thank you for getting back to me with that. Uh, otherwise, I would not have been able to do this. <laughs> Because unfortunately, the Lens Senior League website is down at the moment. Um, but Eden Derry are now top. They won 5 0 with Barry Moore scoring four. Uh, he got four of the five, and Aaron Moles, Mels got the other. So Eden Derry are now top by one goal on goal difference. So they're both on 35. They've both played 14. There's three games left, and they still have to play each other. Oh, what a game. Yeah, so Ballyhooster won the last time they played each other uh, at home. Ballyhooster were the home team and they won 2-1. That was early in the season. Um, that was... That's that's a lie. It was the 27th of January, 2019. So, yeah. Um, Eden Derry travelled to Larkview Boys next Friday. Um, tough game for them. Again, Ballyhooster never got back to me about their next fixture. So, and fixtures aren't out yet. So, uh, really exciting. Um Title race there, probably the most exciting one. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, and yeah, uh, we'll definitely keep an eye on that one and let you know how that one goes. Barry Ooster versus Eden Derry. One goal separating them. That's dead. Yeah, there's some, that. some great clubs there giving us lots of interaction on the Twitter at Mixer Podcast. Like, big shout out to the likes of Swords Manor, Bluebell, Cronin Mortagonist and everything. Yes. Sheriff um, for now, Tagnus and everything as well. Yeah, so I'm making a point now by the end of the year I want to get out to and I'm, I'm, I'm putting these false promises out here. Oh, here we go. I want to get out to Bluebell. Yeah, oh, we have to. I think we... Andy McNulty was on to us and said we need to go out and see their Saturday. So they had a great win the weekend. one seven two. Saturday's difficult for what, us. What, what really interests me about Bluebell is I... I don't know if this is true or not but I heard that you can see the game from the bar. Oh. Is that true? I don't know. If I've only ever true, done, I've only ever watched from the sidelines. I might be reporting on every game Bluebell do. <laughs> there you go, Bluebell. Because that'd, that'd be uh, let cracking. us know. Let if, us know. If that's a, if that's a thing that I'm in there, that is it. What I'll do is I'll walk up and I get the Lewis. I'll get the Lewis over and I'll walk over that bridge and I'll be down to the the bridge. What, what, what do you call it? The, the uh, I can't remember. <laughs> whatever Point you call it. The, the, whatever that was. Make invented a word there in episode two, yeah, yeah, if they're about about a bridge, and we walk over, and we might have a couple of lemonades and watch the game from the warmth of the bar, and not like down in Port Marnock where it's minus three and the sun's out. Don't know how that works. It is um, what it is. Yeah. So and the likes of another team I want to go to is Lee Slip. Um, yeah, they were they're first, pretty cool at the start of the season. Yeah, yeah. So I want to get out there as well. But um, Lee Slip is far. Ah, it's not too bad. It's only down to what the the M4. Is it outside Dublin? It, it is, yeah. Yeah, it's far. <laughs> Beyond the pale, Nick. Yeah, I get the shakes when I go outside Dublin. So it's just not. It's all that clean air. It gets to them. Oh, I'm used to polluted the air of the city centre. <laughs> um, oh, so yeah, there. If I haven't mentioned a club that you've that you've been tweeting us, I'm sorry. I was meant to do a Clontarf, list, but I kept it. Clontarf. That's another one. That was yeah. who I meant to say. Um, but Bluebell, so, Bluebell are up my list. They're, they're number one to go to, and it's 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 basically based on the beer. But what can you do? So let's give everyone what they're waiting for. Rick, Rick on the road. We yeah, need to so, title this something. Rick's reports. Rick on the road. Uh, Rick's nips. I don't know. Let's. Rick's <laughs> nips. <laughs> I mean, nips were nice. It wasn't. It wasn't that. Um, it wasn't that cold there out in 
Yeah, so Mick hasn't heard this audio. I put together a clip of my recordings when I went on my, my little field trip this out is, to... I like this idea. Orchard, yeah, so I got myself a nice little handheld recorder and I'd done a recording of myself when I got there half-time after the game. I'd done that basically because my notes aren't great and it's very cold to type. So I got to watch the game, yeah, yeah, take yeah. it all in, go back to the car, do a bit of... Um, we have an interview as well, have we? I have an interview, post-game interview with um, Shane Connolly, very... Uh, very thankful for having a chat with me. I'm going to be with you now in a minute, dog. I have to get this out first. <laughs> right, so just a bit of history there. Um, Can we have the dog's name? Sam is the Sam, dog and he's sorry. making. He's the third person on the podcast this Sam week. And I just bought his dog license earlier. And before you came over, I bought the dog license. And I wanted to put down the colour. And one of the options was black and tan. I was like, I'm not putting my dog down as a tan. It's just not happening. That no is way. so good. It is genuinely I'm an option. Yeah. Oh, it's unbelievable. Who the hell is that? So, uh Port Marnock have won their, their last two games at home. We're both two home games. Oh my oh, God. Now relax there. I'll be with you in a second. Will you just <laughs> relax for one minute? So Port Marnock have won their last two their last two games. They uh, they won 4-1 against Liffey Wanderers and 4-2 against Pats. Orchard are unbeaten in the league since December. And the last team to beat Orchard were Port Marnock. Believe it or believe it not. And that was on the 2nd December where they won 2-1. So I'm going to jump straight into the report. Before I get there, I I did make a mistake. After the game, I do I, I give the score as 2-1. And that's just not true. The score was 1-0. So here's the recording anyway. I do hope it goes well. And give me abuse if it doesn't. Sure, look, you have nothing to lose. And I'm going to hit play again there because it didn't work. Mick, I am happy to report the temperature here is a lovely mild 9 degrees. The coverage here is worse than Dunshockland. But we're going to have a good game. And there is football to come in this report. I'm just sitting in the car waiting for the, the boys to go out and line up. I don't get paid for this. I'm not standing up when I don't have to. In fact, if I could drive this car right up to the railings and sit there, I would. But someone else got that spot. I just report on like one corner of the game. See how it goes. Half time here at Port Marnock and Cherry Orchard. I'm just going to sum up what I thought of that first half. Um, started off Cherry Orchard were playing well. I thought they were on top of the game. Port Marnock probably got a goal there against the run of play. Very selfless from the striker. Put his teammate in, slotted it in top corner. It was well taken. After that, Port Marnock pretty much dominated the play. The only issue I have with the game so far is... Most of the football is played in the air. There's nothing on the ground. I haven't seen one short kick out so far. I don't know if this is a tactical approach from one team and the other team's played into it. But when I seen Crumlin play Port Marnock there a few weeks ago, Crumlin played the ball on the ground, Port, Port Marnock played the ball on the ground. Why are Port Marnock not shifting that ball across? Every time Cherry Orchard get the ball on the ground, they played a lovely ball across from the back into their left winger number 11 who is a very good player he took the ball down nicely laid it back into the middle put the striker through and that was their best chance of the game so far the keeper done well to save it into a corner and cleared away but it seems to be that the ball is just in the air headed on long clearances back and forward and back and forward and it's not the most enjoyable game to watch either as a result so let's hope the second half has more in store for us and Cherry Orchard have it all to do. So here's hoping I don't freeze to death and it's a bit more excitement. I'll get back to you after the game with hopefully interview from the Cherry Orchard coach. Unless they get a spanking, then he won't talk to me at all. <laughs> Laughing to myself, what a sap. I'm in the car on my own. Anyway, talk to you at the end.
So that's that. All over here in Cherry Orchard. And it finished 2-1 to the away side, Port Marnock. What did I think of the game? Well, it was frustrating to watch. If you're following my Twitter updates, you'd have seen it. Uh, Cherry Orchard's must think there's an unbelievable bounce on that Astro because they never wanted the ball to fucking hit it. Sorry, that's the second curse, and this is my little match review. I hope this goes well, by the way, because it's my new little trying this out, a uh, little recording as we go. So I've got Shane coming out to have a chat with me now. He said he'd be out in five minutes, so it'll be interesting to get his take on the game. But Portmark deserved a win, for my opinion. They made the better chances. Their number nine was unlucky not to have a hat trick nearly. He hit the post. Two minutes later, hit the ball wide, a few inches of the right post, and then missed another chance a few minutes later. If he hadn't been clinical tonight, we would have had a total different scoreline. Cherry Orchard weren't without their chances. They missed a diving header in the first half that would have put them... Sorry, that was the second half. That's typical my match apart kind of fashion. They missed a diving header in the second half, put it wide. Other than that, just not getting their shots off. Poor execution. And not playing the ball on the deck. I'm going to be quizzing Shane about this in a few minutes, so... Let's see what he has to say. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're live enough now. So Shane decided to come out to me, and he didn't. Um, he didn't run off. He did, they didn't get smashed. So I predicted if you had lost three or four, nearly would have ran away and not talked to me. No, we were never going to lose three or four. That's fair enough. So how, how do you think the game went from your perspective? <laughs> Poor, very disappointed. No, we haven't lost in the league since November. Um, we never got going, not got, got going the first half, we looked poor, we were looking real one, we never got our wide players into the game, you know, Port Marnock looked like they had a lot more energy about them, I'd say, on the sideline, as a neutral, I'd say, it was absolutely shocking to watch. It wasn't great, it had a, time a poor it. advertisement, I'd say, for the Leinster Senior League. It had it, it had its moments, um, that number 11 of it, um, I just thought he wasn't getting enough of the ball, and when he did, it was high balls over the top feet, the whole yeah. time. There was no, it was just ball in the air. You, yeah. you probably might see the tweets later. You probably won't be too impressed, but they're all right. Like. Okay, I'm not the manager. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was. It was poor. You know, it was poor. Once we went one 0 down, Todd might kick us into gear, but just poor decisions. Bypass midfield, you know, which is always a problem, particularly when the centre forward that we have is young. He's in behind. His hold of play is not the best in the world. You know, you're looking to. Not be putting balls in on top of them, you know. Yeah, and that's pretty much what was happening. Yeah, that's exactly All day. what was happening. Yeah. Uh, Port Marnock broke well on the counter. They got a few chances off the number nine. Was unlucky not to put two or three of them away. He's a good player. We know about him. He's. You know, was it a penalty? Which one? The one that was booked for diving in the box, supposedly. Honestly, uh, I thought it was contact. Uh, the golden rule: if there's contact, you should probably go down. That's probably the. I That's the world we live in in football now. I know he was taken off straight away and he did say, oh, you told me contact go down. You know, it's 50-50. Look, I've seen them given for us. I've seen them given against us the same way the lads were appealing offside for their goal. Was it? I don't know. Lino puts his flag up and once that happens, you go with the decision. And, you know, lads in the middle and Fairness Owens, one of the best referees around. And you know, We've probably got a lot of silly yellow cards tonight. Can we argue with anyone? Yeah, there was a... Not really. There was a chance in the first half that uh, one of the Port Manic players got a free kick against them for mouthing off the referee, and he's got a couple. He's got a corner. Now I 
like to see when a mouth turns into a goal. Yeah, but in fairness to Owen, he's consistent with that and he does tell you, you know, you can talk to him. And if he does give any of those sort of free kicks or decisions, you know, it's something a little bit over the line that shouldn't have been said, you know. Yeah, I thought he handled the game yeah, well. Yeah, he does. Today. No, no complaints, like, you know. It's, I don't know what your sideline was like, but the. The linesman on our side no, was very crack. He was chatting to the crowd. But he was probably the most entertaining part of the game. I'll be honest, with the yeah. linesman over there, the David Fitzsimons. Yeah, yeah. He's been around a while. He's a, he's a, he's again. He's usually in the middle. He's a good lad. He's you know can't like, you can't look to the officials. It was like it could have been five all tonight. Yeah, you know? there was a lot of balls. Even the balls that did came through the top. Your strikers had it just got something on the end of it. Could have been it towards goals. Two clear one on ones. We have an open goal there at the end. Centre half's got back. You know, board says you know. It's disappointing from our end, as said we haven't lost since November in the league. But, you so, would you be expecting to bounce back next week? Yeah, we've banger away on next Friday, and hopefully, this goes out Monday morning. So, I haven't ruined Striker on Lions. Don't tell your fixtures till after Sunday on Friday. Well, I'm gonna post that on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, yeah, no, that'll go out on so, Sunday yeah. night or Monday. Yeah, so, there's no, yeah, there's yeah, no also panic. Have no proof that I am who I am. So. No, we, we haven't <laughs> said names. Look, yeah, no, no. So look, we're looking to bounce back next week again. Bangar, one of our bogey sides, they always seem to grab a result off us. So you know, look, we just gotta dig in deep now during the week. We train Mondays, Wednesdays, so we've got to work on getting back to base, getting the ball back on the ground. Because very disappointed with that to me. Yeah, well, there wasn't much of it at all. Yeah. I mean, it was. It wasn't really done well. There was a lot of balls given away. There was a lot of yeah. tired legs, silly tackles. Harsh on yeah, the lads because look, it is what it is. It's a Friday night after yeah. working all day. You are going to be tired. Not yeah, going to be as yeah. fresh as you are on a Saturday or a Sunday morning. Well, so you get that. It's understandable. Well, depending on what you do on a Saturday, Saturday or Sunday night, night. Yeah, depends, yeah. or Friday night even. No. But no, um, look, we're disappointed with the result, but we move on. You know, it's it's one of them things you take it on the chin. Expect more next week. Expect more. Yeah. Well, thanks, thanks for coming out and having a chat with me in this. Um, no problem. Well done on the podcast. Ah, cheers. I do think the the weather suited Port Manor though. In the end, when I came here, it was ten degrees, and he's played well in the first half. Dropped to five degrees, and they came out. They're just used to that cold I, out there. I thought we were better. I thought we were better in the second half than the first half. We were really bad in the first half. Yeah. Thought the second half we were probably when you're chasing the result the closer it gets in you're always the last five minutes you've picked up you've looked, that was the most interest you've yeah, looked in the game yeah, for the yeah, whole 90 yeah, I think yeah, so, so 14 of the games I'll have well. to come out again and watch on his yeah, yeah we've 8 games left so there's plenty of opportunity so yeah, I'll, I'm sure 150 euro you can sponsor it yeah, yeah it'd be great yeah, I'd have to pay a fiver in tonight oh did you? Yeah, oh, couldn't, couldn't afford me coffee then okay, yeah, so, what yeah. can you do? sort of gave the name of the guy didn't it? I'm so, yeah, sure they would have yeah who? Yeah, By the time I explained it to him, I would have yeah. been the game would have been over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <I> <laughs> anyway, sure. Um, we'll um, we'll go back to me and Mick in the sitting room. No problem. <laughs> thanks. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, cheers. And that was <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. That was me at the Orchard game on Friday. I made a night of it. I had a oh, had a bit of crack. Um, I do. <laughs> I do have to apologise. I did leave the car running for the interview and cha- for the interview at the end. So of what score was the match? The, the match was one 0 to Portman. I know I said two one. I don't know where I got that from. Three goals in that game. I was there. I should have known. I got two one. I don't know what what oh, happened there. But um, yeah, sorry about the the audio quality. It's a new it's a new audio recorder I got, and I actually lost this little pop filter came with it, 
and I lost it at the game somewhere. So if anybody see it, look, doesn't matter. If you see it, just leave it there. It's gone. I'll put it in a glove for the video with Shane. Obviously, it was moving around the inside. So I need to re- rethink my strategy there for yeah, recording yeah, yeah. with that. And I need to turn the car off next time if I'm doing that. Um, diesel engine, what can you do? Yeah. Uh, it was, was cold, great. so we have to justify it with that. That's absolutely the, the way we're going to go. So, Rick on the road. That was that was excellent. Fair play. There was another recording at the start of that game that I didn't put in. It was... Um, I was sitting there at the start and I was talking to myself and I, was like, I had the music on in the background as a playlist. I went through a few of the songs, the playlist, and I was just showing you how cool my music is. I think they were they were horrendous. I think Westlife came on and everything. It was deadly. Oh yeah. I yeah. had a good night out, to be honest. If you ever want to go and just hang out with yourself for a while, go to a football game. Yeah. Nobody talks to you, it's great. What's the facilities like out there? It's it's nice, yeah. So it's just one big astro and mm. the pitch is there behind it as well. Big complex and they have the clubhouse at the front, dressing rooms for the home and the away and then I think they've got coffee and stuff inside. But Very nice. I, um, the astro looks really well and they have a little supporter section down and you can sit in there and watch them, I'll stand in there and watch the match. Very good. It's a nice little setup and there's no smoking in on the astro so it's good as well. Oh, if you don't no, smoke, don't. you don't have it in your face. Right? It's, yeah, yeah. it's nice. So, um, I enjoyed yeah. the day out and I would yeah. recommend if you're if you're interested in going and seeing a game, that Cherry Orts is a good place to watch it. It's a lot It's a lot warmer than Port Marnock. Mm. That's my takeaway. Yeah, sounds like you, as Shane said, not a great advertising for the Lens League. No, it's very disappointing in the level of football. I think Port Marnock played a lot better against Crumlin when I went to watch them there um, a month or two ago. Right, yeah. I thought they picked up for the big game. But um, I think if they had to work the ball more on the ground, they would have got a lot more out of that game. And the same for Orchard. It was just poor. There was a lot of balls just played up in the air, back and forward and back and forward. As I said... In just repeating myself now from Friday night, mm. that's why I don't know the auto recording, so yeah. I wouldn't have to do this. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just it was it was a poor game to watch, but I will definitely go and see them again. Yeah. And because I know Shane, it makes that that much easier to get the <laughs> get the report even, at the end. Can't even get it in for free. Yeah, stop. Yeah. I didn't. You don't want to go for. I, I was happy to just stroll up and sit. Do there you know who him. I am? Yeah. Not giving that. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know who you are. Well, that's a fair enough point. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so um, yeah, that was a it was a good win for Port Marnock. Uh, they're now on the same level, or they're a point behind Cherry Orchard now in the league. And interesting at the bottom of that table as well, we have Newbridge Town in trouble. Freehouse Clover, Narden Hockey over today. Narden Collective, Shakhtar Donetsk of Tala are also in trouble with both teams on twelve points and a goal difference of minus twenty and minus twenty one respectively. Swords. And Freehouse played on Friday night. And they drew. One all, yeah. yeah. So it was a good point for Swords. Now Newbridge have three games in hand over Fairhouse and Swords. So they're still four points behind Swords. So they need to get a yeah. few wins under the belt. They're gonna be three big games for Newbridge and they're very active on Twitter as well. Yeah, yeah, they're very good. Uh and they keep going. Even uh, maybe just, I don't know if they've lost or well they've only won two games, so they tend to keep going. Uh even when like today they were beating six two. And they still kept going with the update. So fair play just lads. Um, but that's pretty much it. Yeah, so that's that's pretty much it to to summarise. UCFL is 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 good crack. There's a great league in the AUL to watch. The FAI mm-hmm. is a shambles. Mick speaks Irish. Irish speaks Irish. <laughs> give um, us a give us a like on Facebook, Twitter. Um, there's links on Acast if you want to watch it on your tablet, phone, iPad, smartwatch. Whatever you want. If you have a Wi-Fi enabled toaster, give us a listen during breakfast. <laughs> Whatever you feel is good. There's a... Just before we go. Um, Crumlin, who played on Friday night in that massive game, have a big league game now tomorrow night. 
against or tonight when you're listening to it Monday night quarter past eight in Pierce Park Astro they're playing Liffey Wanderers FC and um, that's their game in hand over Colester Dunny Carney so they're two points ahead of Colester Dunny Carney at the top of the Leinster Senior Intermediate League uh, with a game in hand over Colester big game big semi-final Friday and now they're playing tomorrow night that's tough tough at the top Mick that's what you have to do if you want I don't know I'll check the bookies see what price they are that's your top tip I imagine that would be the first tip you've given that came off uh, I tip Grunin to win the NBA Intermediate pal alright and they're going to do that ok we'll see how that goes <laughs> and I'm not, I'm, I wouldn't back against Crumlin obviously unbeaten what can you do yeah, what a team uh, great to watch actually as well be, very very good football inside yeah, yeah it'd be very interesting just to see how that game goes tomorrow so keep an eye out on the Twitter sphere we'll let you know on our Instagram at the Mixer Podcast Twitter at Mixer Podcast Facebook the Mixer Podcast um, episode 6 that's us done and dusted like review subscribe 5 stars all the usual stuff any stories that you got coming up tag us in any leagues that we're missing out let us know and see you all next weekend you're in Rome are you back? I'm back on Sunday I'm flying home for this podcast sound no I'm, I'm saying that just because it sounds like I'm, the flight conveniently has me home so I can record this podcast Grand. and I was trying to get out to a game on Monday, Tuesday or Wednesday there's not a lot on so I said I might go out th- Sunday but sure I'm, I'm changing jobs I'm finishing my job on Wednesday flying out to Rome on Thursday and I have no car what can I do? Yeah, it is what it is so if anybody wants to give me a lift to a game preferably Bluebell <laughs> get on to me at Mouthy Badger on Twitter and let me know Yeah, as, long, right. as long as you're not like um, look doesn't matter I'll see you next week good luck. <laughs>